Welcome to I Asked My Mother, our Njiko Mwara podcast where she talks with her mother about womanhood. In this series, Wanjiko is pregnant, her mother is a continent away, and she has questions. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Conversations with My Mother. My name is Wanjiko Mwaura, and here's what you can expect in today's episode. You those times you are to feed, not for one, but for two. You see? That is what they believed. And you are encouraged even to do it. In the morning you would eat good food. You feel you are satisfied. In this episode, we discuss pregnancy myths and beliefs. I have to say, this is purely our experience, and you should therefore always consult your health provider for a personalized guidance because every woman is different. Having said that, Mom, Karibusana. Now, pregnancy myths and beliefs is something that I think every woman has come across who has been pregnant. When you first got pregnant, what were some of the things that were going around about pregnancy that you can remember? There are many beliefs, many myths for the pregnancy. Oh, like now, for example, you are walking on the road, you are pregnant in your village. You used to hear that there was another mother who, if she looks at you, Something bad will happen. Just looking at you and you're pregnant. Some would say you might have a miscarriage. Some would say you will get an abnormal child. Just because an evil eye from a, a lady in your village has passed by or has seen you and you're pregnant. So those were some of the meats. Other meats you are not supposed to eat food with a lot of fat because you get a very fat child or a big baby who will not be able to pass through the bath can and you might even die. So because of that belief, they believed in breeding. So if you are found in your home that you're using cooking fat, that was a bad domain. Speaking of food, did mm-hmm. people believe that pregnant women should eat for two? Yeah. During those times, you are to feed, not for one, but for two. You see? That is what they believed. And you were encouraged even to do it. In the morning, you would eat mm-hmm. good, good food. You feel you are satisfied. Maybe at uh, around 10, you feel you you will be given some red bananas. They are kikui bananas which are very big. You are to take two of them. You, are, you also believed that that was the best banana because it took the time the pregnant mother would take waiting for the child. So the banana would wait for this mother for the nine months as the mother waits for the baby for the nine months. Do you think this belief that a pregnant woman should eat for two has changed? Ah, so much. It has changed so much because now people are uh, are educated, enlightened, there is nutrition, whereby you are taught why you should eat this, this food, what it will help you in your, when you are pregnant, you see? Mm-hmm. Now, th- during those times, they would guess what to use. Guesswork, which was also somehow not at the percent, but they, would, they were trying. Yeah, I, because I, they are yes. Able, uh, Yes, exactly. I was I was going to say that um, as much as people are w- better educated nowadays, there's still a lot of indigenous mm-hmm. knowledge when it comes to caring for pregnant mm-hmm. women that our yeah. traditions mm-hmm. can teach us. Just because it was not written in a book mm-hmm. does not mean that they were guessing. They had also used, you know, yeah. they had observed what is working for the pregnant yeah. women in their communities. Yeah. And so they knew yeah. this, this is something that would work. That is true. So... Even during those times, we had traditional nutritionists who were doing their best to feed this pregnant mother, though they believed that the child was eating with the mother, so the mother was forced to eat for mm. 
I have to say that when I was doing my research, I also found out that you do not have to eat for two. It's a myth. As with everything, just moderation is key. Now, my next question to you is, did you have a myth mm-hmm. on how to prevent stretch marks? Oh, I don't think there was. Because uh, one thing, if and if they had stretch marks, maybe they thought that the baby is stretching them. <laughs> they thought the baby was stretching them and it would come to to, to be offer after they give birth. And because you know it is private, no one would go looking. And they would go telling people, come and check whether they are still there or they are not still there. <laughs> and I don't think it was disturbing them because I've never heard of her not really talking about them. Mm. But they used to say, uh, you know, they were traditional birth attendants. They used to say, meaning she had so much stretch marks that they, like it was cracking. And to amend that or to make it better, they were using an anointment and they would smear it on top of the tummy so that they, to bring it closer, closer, like that. And sometimes others would use also honey. You know, it is like a, like a wood, though it is not a bruised. Mm-hmm. So to bring the tissues closer to one another, they would use either that ointment for the cow or honey. Did you use anything? I didn't use anything because still I didn't. We did not have that knowledge because nobody had sat down with me and explained to me it's just of a year. I have to add that I've been looking through some different research and the general consensus is that stretch marks are genetic. That is one. But sometimes mm. I think, I mean, I'm not very sure about that. I am, <laughs> I'm still a little mm-hmm. on the fence. But if you gain too much weight on one spot, suddenly yeah which is what happens when you're pregnant mm-hmm. if maybe you are eating for two um and you suddenly just pop out then you will likely get stretch marks but it does not hurt to use creams or body butters on your belly because when the skin is stretching it gets so itchy so when you apply something like a, something that holds the moisture in then it's less itchy and a bit more comfortable as as you're growing the baby now another myth is can the shape of your belly tell the sex of the baby oh no that one is something that one <laughs> i don't think it was there <laughs> the only thing i know mm-hmm. <laughs> the know it all would always come to the a pregnant, pregnant mother, I'd say, that, can I have your heart? I can read it, palm reading, mm-hmm. or heart reading. He, he would say, let me touch your belly, and then I will read the heart. I will tell you which sex you will get. So, the lady will touch the tummy and tell the lady, you, you, you know, your baby is sleeping on the right heart, so you'll get a boy. <laughs> <laughs> you see these two lines, they are going this way, and this way, this is a boy. <laughs> so those are the myths. Only the, for the pregnant lady to give birth to her as a positive sex. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe this pregnant mother was also expecting to get a boy. It, it can you create see? some confusion. <laughs> the last two are related to food as well. The first one is, did you ever hear about drinking black tea or coffee? You know anything about it? Yeah, that one mm-hmm. was prohibited. Those were some of the myths because they believed it, it was too concentrated and it would affect the baby and the baby would be, be annoyed and decided to come out. So most of them were not encouraged during those times. Mm. That is what they believed. What was encouraged during those times was um, so porridge. You know, they used to make porridge for themselves, 
using grading tool. They would grade the millet, there was sugar millet and there was maize. Uh, they would grade it and they would mix porridge. So the pregnant mother always was encouraged to take milk at porridge and then much water. Mm. I found mm. it interesting during one of my visits to my doctor. I think my mm-hmm. blood pressure was low, not too low that she was concerned, but she only said, you know, you should take a cup of coffee every day. And I thought, what? You're recommending coffee to me. So coffee is the beverage of choice mostly here. Obviously, some people drink tea, but compared to Kenya, in Kenya, we drink more tea than we do coffee, right? So here it's coffee. And I was quite surprised when she recommended it. Now, the second uh, and last myth I want to find out is eating chili. Um, what I have seen is that eating chili can induce labor. So um, I remember my husband at the beginning telling me, hey, you should be careful not to eat too much chili. But the baby just wanted chili. So <laughs> now he's okay. Um, he's comfortable with me eating chili and me too, of course. But um, have you heard about that myth that eating chili can induce labor? You know that is a different community. And here is a different community. I have to- talked of taking strong tea. Strong tea is as, as using chili there. Yeah. So it was discouraged, which of which it was a myth because now people do it. I was also taking black tea and there's nothing that happened. Though it was not one of my favorites, but there was nothing that was happening. They are not doing it. It has no effect. But it, it, those who are, maybe they were not knowing what they are doing, they could put more and maybe it would affect the child. And it became a, a myth. So and so the disease and she had miscarriage. And that is how myths come out. So maybe one person did it and it happened. Maybe she overdid it. Maybe on the other side, the one who used that tea did it and people started fearing. And it became a myth because after that, people are still using black tea. And nothing is happening. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a very good point, actually, to wrap up our conversation for today. That meets happen because something happens to one person, and people make the correlation, um, cause mm-hmm. and effect, and suddenly mm-hmm. a myth comes up. Mom, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you once again. Those who are going to listen to the podcast, it's my prayer that you be blessed and be inspired. And if we have any information, it's always good for you to let us in. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, dear listener, for joining us on I Asked My Mother, our Njiko Mora podcast. In this series, we talk a lot about pregnancy, motherhood, and womanhood. It would be nice to hear from you. Do you have any questions that I can ask my mother? Let me know through our social media channels. Until next time, goodbye.